Welcome back to Decom Cool and Collected. I'm Kelly. And I'm Elizabeth. And this week we are finally ending Descendants with Descendants 3. I say finally because I'm so ready to be done with these goddamn new Decoms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we only have a few left, but I feel like every time that finish line just keeps getting longer. <laughs> which, like, it technically does, but, like, not in the way that I imagined in my head. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm trying to soak up stuff like this while, while I can, because this is one of the newer ones that is okay. And I thought it was pretty. Ones. I thought it pretty. It was pretty good. It was a yeah. pretty good ending to a mediocre series. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this movie came out in 2019, which was two almost three years ago. August second, 2019. Way too recent for me to care. <laughs> we had started the podcast by then. <laughs> I, so really, I think so. Wait, what month? August. August. Oh, I guess we ha- I guess we had like just started. yeah like, just started the <laughs> podcast. Um, everyone in this movie is the same. Anyone who is new, it doesn't really matter except for Cheyenne Jackson, who plays Hades. Um, I would like to call him one of Ryan Murphy's white boys. He is one of Ryan Murphy's white boys. He's an American Horror Story. He's a white man with dark hair. He was in fucking hotel where there were all of them looked the exact same. <laughs> they and were I all can't pay attention. They were to the all entire white. Season. Like I know who you're talking about. Like I know all of them. the actors. There were like that four of them. About. There was also Schmidt from New Girl. Was dark haired white men. Uh, Zachary Quinto. He was one of them. Well, I remember you telling me about that. I know him. But like there were just so many, and I was like, I can't keep these fucking storylines straight. There's so many. <laughs> Um, I do really like Cheyenne Jackson. He is a Broadway guy. He's been in, like, one episode of a bunch of stuff like Ugly Betty, The Mentalist, Law and Order, Glee, CSI, Modern Family. He was a recurring character for a while in 30 Rock. That was the first place I ever saw him. He played a man named Danny Baker, which is weird because I went to school with a kid with that exact same name. Um, he most recently is in a show called Call Me Cat on network television, but he was also in Julie and the Phantoms, which is a Kenny Ortega show. I talked about it before. It's very good. And that's all I have. <laughs> Everyone else is literally the same. Yeah, I just said Ryan Murphy's voice. He's a, he's, he is a Ryan Murphy white boy. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan Murphy loves those white boys. Yeah. He was in a couple seasons, but I only remember him from Hotel. Because the other not. ones were Roanoke, Colt, and Apocalypse, and none of those were that good. And Hotel wasn't that good, in my opinion, either. I did not watch them because I'm too scared to. <laughs> I'm not scared. That's that's literally the first time that that has ever happened. Yeah. <laughs> no, Murder House is very good, and you would not be scared by it. I I would highly recommend Murder House at least. Hmm. That's the one that's like you're all that I want. You're yeah. All that I have. <laughs> yeah, but I I can't believe that anyone ever like liked that unironically. Like that was on Tumblr. <laughs> yeah, that's where. The sad girl. Yeah, that girl from American Horror Story who is Vera Farmiga's sister. Vera was Mrs. Bates, Norman's mom in Bates Motel. And then her younger sister was that girl in American Horror Story. And then it was Evan Peters, who's now an Emmy Award winner. (laughs) Okay. On to Descendants. Sorry, we'll stop talking about Ryan Murphy. (laughs) We've talked about Ryan Murphy before. Yeah, too much for a podcast that has nothing to (laughs) do with him. nothing to do with Ryan Murphy. (laughs) 
Anyway, moving on. <laughs> um, so the movie starts. Mal gives us a quick recap, as we do, because kids are stupid and can't remember anything. I mean, if they don't have a way to rewatch the other ones, it would have been years since the first one. They never gave us the high school musical recaps. Well, they would play the movies before. I don't know. But yeah, she calls Ordon home now as she's, like, giving the recap. So it's like, oh... Uh, they're all going to the aisle to pick more kids to come to Aradon. They're just picking four kids again. Going back to the aisle and just, <laughs> like, round picking two. them. Yeah, just <laughs> picking random kids. Can you imagine how horrible that would be to be a child and be like, ah, I want to go somewhere where things are nice, and they're like, not you. Well, the first round it was like, you don't know what's going to happen, but then you see, like, this girl literally becomes queen, <laughs> you're like, I want to go. <laughs> yeah, and you... <laughs> Only four again? I well, think that's what I was saying more about, than four. That's what I was saying about in the last movie, whenever Uma was like, I wanted to go, and like I got stuck behind on the shitty island, and Ben's like, oh yeah, I was going to continue that program, and I never did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the gang and Ben, I think Ben is, I don't remember. And, and we keep getting, okay, they keep calling themselves villain kids now, yeah. VKs. Yeah, that's this not came a out thing. Of nowhere. That's not a thing. In the third <laughs> movie. Like, oh, like, we're VKs. <laughs> Villains kids is a thing. Okay, BKs. so anyway, the, the gang goes to the aisle. All the kids want to get picked. They sing this song called Good To Be Bad, which I confuse with the Pentatonix Christmas song, Good To Be Bad, because it's on the album that I have. Um, so the, they sing this song. It's just like a basic opening number. Um, they announce uh, Dizzy, which we already knew. Um, Sorry. So- <laughs> okay. Sorry, yeah. I was looking at your computer. <laughs> I got distracted. Yeah, they introduce Dizzy. They pick the two twins of uh, Mr. Smee from... <laughs> it, okay, he's like an accomplice. He got stuck on the aisle, too. Also, I love... So, like, obviously we had Dizzy because they announced her last time. And then we have Dr. Facilier's daughter, who sort of, like, is just a plot device that helps move the plot forward. But, like, there's no use for the twins of Mr. Smee. They're just two just, of the other kids. They needed two boys. I think boys. that's why they picked Mr. Smee, because he's so irrelevant. And they needed two boys, because it was yeah. two girls and two boys. Um, so, back on Oridon, Mal is watching the waters for Uma, because, as you remember, she just escaped into the ocean, and the barrier is still up on the aisle, so she's just out there somewhere. Um, Ben has a bunch of guards set up around campus, because today is the day that all the villain kids are going to arrive. Uh, there's a big celebration, like there was the first time, uh, except for Audrey, Chad, and Audrey's grandma are not happy, because they're still biased against villain kids. Um... So, during this ceremony, <laughs> Ben decides to talk about how much he loves Mal. They, like, get up onto a platform, and everyone's just, like, applauding because they're Oridan's favorite couple. And he starts serenading Mal. Yeah, but... <laughs> and, but and then he says... He, he proposes to her. He just proposes. In front of everyone. The, these four On the kids. day that the villain kids are supposed to arrive. What is happening? Why? <laughs> Did they graduate high school? We don't no! know the timeline. Are They're they like, they've gotta be, like, 16. Because remember, the last movie took place only over the course of a couple days. So it was only six months after the first movie. You and know, so maybe, they've known each other for a year. Maybe, maybe, like, at the most, this is one year. Like, if, if, like, we're thinking about, like, one year since the original Villain Kids came... And, like, they're doing it again one year later. They've got to be, like, 16. They've been dating for a year. (laughs) What? (laughs) I mean, I guess, like, all the other princesses were, like, 14 and they were marrying, like, 30-year-old men. Make it make sense. Why can't we do, like, a five years down the line at the end and then he he proposes? Why couldn't there be, like, some sort of, like, 
Like, aren't the, there more the rose? Isn't this? the rose a thing in Beauty and the Beast? Why can't they like give her the rose? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's dead. I don't know. Um. Anyway, she says yes, which means she's going to become queen of Oridon. Um. Doug now has luscious long blonde hair. Doug is Evie's <laughs> boyfriend. He's the son of Dopey, if you remember. Yeah. Um. The everyone's congratulating and happy and celebrating Evie and Mal. Evie is like about to say I love you to Doug, but she stops herself. Um, except everyone, yeah, is, like, celebrating, except for Grandma, uh, or Audrey's Grandma, who is pissed because she's like, that should have been you, Audrey. She lost look her man you... and her status. She's like, look what you did. Now what are we gonna do? Uh, Belle, Beast, and Fairy Godmother, they're all happy because they all love Mal now. Um, Audrey pulls Mal aside and she's like, hey, remember when you tried to destroy Aradon? I didn't forget. And Mal's <laughs> just like, okay, I gotta go, Bye. Bye. Um, and then the Mal's personal limo arrives to take the gang to the aisle to pick up the new kids, because apparently whenever they picked them, they didn't just take them away. Yeah. Um, so they're on the aisle, everyone, they pick up the kids, they make them feel comfortable in the limo. Yeah. They open the barrier, and, like, whenever- so, like, the way the barrier opens is that it's, like, a hole that gets bigger, and then a hole that gets smaller, like, in the archway that leads to the bridge that crosses over the sea to Oridon. Yeah, even though that's not what they did in the first one. The first one, there wasn't a bridge. I'm pretty sure they just, like, flew across in the car. But whatever, it's fine. There's a bridge now. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure they just... I don't know. Anyway, so the hole takes a very long time to close. Which you'd think is, like, a problem with that. You'd think they would... <laughs> well, it that. is! Yeah. Because for, like, the third time, a villain tries to escape through that tiny opening in the barrier before it closes, and that's Hades. Mm-hmm. He, like... He, like, he punches his, his way through. He's trying to, like, open it himself. Um, but Mal turns into a dragon and uses magic to fend him off and close the barrier. Yeah, but he, like, hits her with this ray and, like, or he's, like, throwing fire at her or whatever. And then as she, like, comes back to her human form, she's, like, very weak. And she's, like, he's trying to steal what makes me me or, like, something. And it doesn't really come up later. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense at all. <laughs> um, So Audrey is crying in her bedroom. She still has framed pictures of her in bed, like, up on her fireplace. Yeah, it's weird. Um, Grandma's words echo in her ear, and she sings this song called Queen of Mean, and it's sort of like a spoken word in the verses, and then the chorus is sung. It is once again trying to sound like Hamilton. All of these songs are, like, (laughs) trying so hard to be something else. Yeah, so it's basically like, uh, she tried to be good, she tried to do things the right way, but Ben fell for a villain, so she's gonna be bad now. And she ends up breaking into the museum, and she steals a crown and Maleficent's scepter. Um, so, uh, the next day, Belle, Beast, Fairy Godmother, Mal, and Ben all meet about Hades trying to escape. And at the same time, Ben gets an alert about the museum theft. So they all turn to Mal, and they're like, what do we do? (laughs) And Mal says, we need to close the barrier forever. Uh, Ben at first disagrees, because he had this whole plan to bring the villain kids over, but Mal's like, nah, we gotta do this. Um, Mal and Evie are in Evie's new studio, her design studio, and, uh, basically, like, catches her up on everything that just happened, but she doesn't tell her that closing the barrier was her idea, Uh, and Evie's not happy about doing that. Yeah. So, outside, the new evil Audrey appears to Mal, and Audrey turns her into an old hag. The gang runs out and sees Audrey, evil Audrey, like, just before she disappears, um, Mal can't use her own magic to reverse the scepter curse. Uh, they need to steal 
uh, Hades Ember to stop all the destruction Audrey's about to do with the Scepter. And Celia, the daughter of Dr. Facilier, uh, runs errands for Hades and her dad so she knows how to get there. Yeah, um, quick question. Hades is a god? Um, what do you keep saying? I used to be a god! I'm guessing all his godly powers got taken away when he got put okay. on the island. I was just, I was just clarifying. I mean, he is. Like, he's a Greek god. Yeah, that's what I, well, I know you know about that stuff, so that's why I was asking. <laughs> yeah, he's, like, clarifying. the literal god of the underworld. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, the whole gang takes motorbikes to the aisle. Carlos is missing Jane's birthday party, where Audrey arrives. Um, she arrives and she's evil. Chad offers to be her number two, and Audrey puts a spell over the whole party to make everyone fall asleep, uh, except for Jane, who's able to escape in the Enchanted Lake, because if you remember from the first movie, magic wears off in the Enchanted Lake. Yes. Um, so Jane is a genius, and she deserves more credit. She does. Uh, she calls Ben and gives him the 411. Yeah. So, the villain kids show up at the aisle. Mal is back to herself there. She doesn't look like an old hag anymore. And Celia leads them to her dad's place. So, we briefly see... A voodoo see, arcade. Yeah. We <laughs> briefly see him. Um, they chat a little bit. And Celia's like... he He's, like, basically saying, like, oh, are you gonna be evil? And she's like, no, I think I'm gonna be good. And that's kind of, like, the end of that conversation. Uh... Carlos turns on the TV, and they see news of the sleeping spell going on back in Ordon, and so they're like, ah, we need to get to work and get back there as soon as we can. So they go outside, and they see Harry and Gil stealing their bikes, or, and I guess some other people too. Do you remember Harry is the son of Captain Hook, and Gil is the son of Gaston? Yeah. And so, uh, everyone goes to chase them except for Mal and Celia, because they're like, we need to go to Hades' lair. So they use this, uh, they, they go to his lair, and they use this little bike contraption to go through it's, the cave. It's not a mine car, it's a mine bike. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they find Hades napping next to his ember. Um, there's, they, like, hear a dog, there's, like, a sign of, like, the, you know, like, the three-headed dog that guards the entrance to the underworld in Greek mythology. There's a sign for that, they keep hearing, like, a dog barking, so, like, on, like, uh, aware but they turn around they find that it's just like a record player and the record player has like come to an end so it's just like repeating the dog barking over and over again which is not what that does it just ends yeah um so celia gets annoyed and moves to uh turn the record player off which wakes up hades right as mal is trying to grab the ember yeah mal is behind him so celia tries to stall so that mal can sneak sneak in and go get it but hades catches her anyway and it turns out hades is mal's dad I, okay, I did not know we were going to find out who Mal's dad was, and I am now even more curious who everyone else's other parent is. That, yeah, is everyone else's, are they all siblings? They've got to all be siblings in some way or another. <laughs> well, okay, so that's what I was going to ask you. Does that make her a demigod? What is it? That would make her a demigod, a half-blood yeah. in Percy Jackson language, if you would. Yeah, so she's a demigod. Well, like, what is Maleficent? Is she just like a witch? I think so. So I don't know what, like, I think half which I think she's still human. Okay. Yeah, so I think she's a demigod. Yeah. And we just, uh, no one knew? No one knew. They, okay, so, like, they uh, sing this song that eventually called Do What You Gotta Do. It's, like, a back and forth between the two of them. It's very good because they're both professional singers. It's, like, fun and jazzy. And it's sort of, like, um, 
Uh, Mal is mad because he abandoned her and her mom as a baby. And in this, he said, like, try being married to your mom. So it wasn't just, like, a one-and-done type deal. No, but also, yeah, so Mal is like, you abandoned me. And he's like, I abandoned your mom, but also just decided to never see you also. Yeah, he's just like, yeah, I did, so what? <laughs> and in, I'm pretty sure it's in the song, at some point, he mentions her daddy issues. Yeah. In a Disney Channel original <laughs> movie, a musical at that. Hello? Yeah, I did like that. I was But I was back. more surprised that they mentioned that, like, Maleficent and Hades were married. I feel like more people would know about that and, like, well, assume that Hades was her dad because Mal, after the song, tells Celia, like, only Evie knows that Hades is my dad. She could not have been a child out of wedlock in a Disney <laughs> Channel film. It would have made so much more sense. The amorality that takes place on the aisle. <laughs> no, even the evils have to get married. <laughs> that crosses the line. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> They're evil, not anti-religion. <laughs> Anti-marriage. He's literally a Greek god. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, he ends up giving her the ember, like, just because. Yeah, she's like, like, no motivation. Yeah, she's like, give it to me, and he's like, okay, fine. Okay. It's not gonna have the same powers for you, because you're not, like, a full god. You're, you're only, only a demigod. Hades. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, and don't get it wet, or else it won't work anymore. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so Celia and uh, Mal leave the cave. Um, ben, back on Oridon, is trying to handle Audrey and the sleeping spell. Uh, she appears in his office and is like, I'll reverse the spell if you make me your queen. And he says no, and so she casts a spell on him and turns Fairy Godmother and some other people to stone. Yeah, so um, everyone is stepping through the barrier back at the aisle. And again, they didn't think about whenever <laughs> Hades, like, tried to get through. So as they're just, like, standing there waiting for it to slowly close, Harry and Gil come through and then uh they like try and get the ember out of mal's hand it goes into the water and uma's tentacle comes up oh, and grabs a it tentacle reaches through the water <laughs> and grabs it i'm not gonna lie i was like oh <laughs> yeah so uma appears yeah uma's back and mal's like please give me the ember back it's very important to break audrey's spell because apparently going back now she doesn't have to break the spell about the witch anymore we never get anything about that so I guess it just completely well it said uh like the magic evil magic just wore off in the aisle I guess it, it didn't come back yeah apparently not <laughs> uh yeah so Uma's like toying with him a little bit she's like why do I care like I don't care about you helping Audrey or whatever and so Mal promises that all villain kids who want to come to the aisle will be able to come to the aisle well Uma says that she yeah. has to do that and then Mal's like yeah fine yeah, she's like, okay, I'll help you, but I will hold on to the ember for now. Yeah. Uh, so the gang, everyone arrives back at Oridon where everyone's asleep, and a few have turned to stone. Uh, they go to the castle to find Ben. Uh, briefly, <coughs> excuse me. <laughs> briefly, we see Audrey and Chad in, uh, like, Flora and Fauna and the other one's cottage. Um, <clears throat> she's watching, she's able to watch everyone through the scepter. Um, so the gang is looking for Ben. Carlos's dog is tracking his scent. Um, Evie is trying to, like, mediate between Uma and Mao, because they both want to, like, be, be leader of this quest. Evie's just like, can we all just be friends? <laughs> we all have a lot in common. And they're like, no. <laughs> um, they're in this, like, hall that's full of knight statues, where Audrey is able to, like, speak to them and, like, makes the knights come to life to fight them. So they all battle the knights and sing this so song called Night Falls. 
Yeah, but not spelled with a K. No, and they end up defeating the knights by using a spell to make them dance. Well, yeah, also, like, the whole song is like, okay, we have a common villain, so we'll be friends for now. And, yeah, they defeat all the knights by making them dance. (laughs) Haha, that's very funny. And then, okay, the thing about this is that this seems at least sort of time-sensitive. Why are they always having these side conversations and not, like, like, where the hell is Ben? Yeah, well, because after this, they're all like, yeah, we work together. And then they're like, oh, wait, we hate each other. Ew. And Evie's like, oh, my God, you guys, let's try an icebreaker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, okay, we need to, like, who cares? I hate you. We're going to go split up. Uh, the boys are going to go find Ben, and the girls are going to go look through Audrey's dorm. Yeah. So they're in Audrey's dorm, and they find out that she's at the fairy cottage. The boys are in the wood. Jay and Gil start bonding. Um, the girls go back to Evie's, where Dizzy and the twins are sleeping. Doug is asleep in, e- in Evie's studio, and they're like, hey, to wake him up, like, all you gotta do is kiss him, because you're, if you're his one true love. And so Evie just <laughs> immediately stresses out and sings this whole song, because he, she's like, well, I love him, but I don't know if he loves me, and what if my love isn't enough? Yeah, that's <laughs> a lot of pressure. Your I honestly, relationship? I honestly love this song. Like, love this scene so much. Yeah. So she's, like, alone with him. She's, she's like, like, dancing um, around can, can I, like, have some time? She, like, tells Mal and Uma to leave the room and she sings the song. She's like, oh, my God, I'm so stressed out. Yeah. And Which Mal- one, I think, like, brings us back to Evie's character development. Like, she's definitely a bigger role than Carlos and Jay because she's Mal's, like, confidant. Mm-hmm. Um, And we got, like, we saw, like, how the four of them turned from, like, their evil ways to their good ways in the first movie. Like, Jay learned teamwork, Carlos learned that dogs aren't bad, and Evie was learning, like, how her looks and material things and boys aren't gonna, like, get her what she wants and give her fulfillment. Yeah, because her Um, mom was always like, marry a king, marry rich. Yeah, and so now she's stressing about, like, the, like, feelings and value of this relationship she has with Dopey's son (laughs) (laughs) that they built on, like, communication and trust and stuff. And it's a fun song. Yeah. (laughs) Also, okay, I just like to point out that Evie owns this, this castle. Like, she bought herself a castle. I know they allude to it in the last movie because she's, like, doing all those dresses for everyone. She is also 16. Yeah. (laughs) Also, like, why was Dopey there? Or not Dopey. Why was Doug there? Was he, he was, like, her, he's, like, her business partner. He does all the math stuff. I know, but does he live there, too? That seems a little risque. Maybe he just works there on the off day. Could be, He was yeah. probably, like, doing tax reports. Yeah. Yeah, so she- <laughs> Do you think Ordon has taxes? Oh, definitely. <laughs> oh, and they tax the poor people for no reason. Are there poor people? Well, I guess the poor people are just the people in the aisle. I think the poor people are, like, the the least famous, like, the princesses and princes we don't know. Um, I, okay, so, like, so we know Dr. Facilier. I mean, did Tiana open up her restaurant? Was that, that was in New Orleans. Yeah, we don't Does ever, she live in Oradon now? We don't see Tiana. We don't see Tiana's daughter. What's going on there? Yeah. Who, who Where's is- Where's Rapunzel? Where's Rapunzel's daughter? Yeah, Rapunzel's not there. Thumbelina? I bet she gets <laughs> Anastasia. Anastasia. (laughs) They're really taking advantage that she doesn't know she's royalty and she gets taxed hard. Exactly. She funded Oridon Prep. (laughs) But you know what? Under King Ben, we're going to change this. More like under Queen Mal. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, Evie kisses Doug and he wakes up and they never say I love you, but it's sort of a given. But also, can you imagine how stressful that is if it's like true love's kiss and now, now it's like, okay, I guess I'm with you forever. 
It's true love at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. A true love's kiss? Well, we never, we don't know the future of Evie and Doug. They're not getting married. Not yet. <laughs> but yeah, he wakes up. Um, that's uh, fun. Cool. Yeah, the boys come across Ben in the woods, and he, Audrey has turned him into a beast. Because, well, I guess, like, Beast was never, like, born a beast. But I, I wonder if, like, Ben has some of that DNA in his teeth. Yeah, I just said he's gone beast mode. <laughs> um, he has, like, a splinter in his hand, and that's why he's, like, sort of, like, feral, I guess. He's, yeah, like, it's like the whole, like, thing with a lion, like, the the brave lion or something. Yeah, you have to, like, pull the splinter out and then he'll be nice. Yeah. Um, Gil said that my dad said his dad did not handle pain well at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Carlos, who is a animal whisperer, he pr- approaches Ben and helps remove the splinter. Uh, fucking Jane appears to save the goddamn day again. Yeah, she um, has a water she, gun. She has a water gun that she enchanted lake water. That she thought to grab. I think she had them at her birthday party because it's sort of like a pool party. Yeah. She thought to grab and fill up. She's she a genius. Like, she is so smart. She's a genius. She saved the day. I'm not, she should at least be in like Mal's cabinet. <laughs> Jane deserves more. Um, yeah, so she sprays Ben with the enchanted lake water. The spell wears off, but Ben still has a beard and fangs. <laughs> yeah. Um, she's not mad at Carlos for missing her birthday. She understands. You and, you know, and you know what else happens here? Harry's like, who's that girl? That yeah. girl's pretty cool. Yeah! Harry acknowledges. <laughs> he knows. Yeah, because Jane, even with a different haircut, is still cute. <laughs> yeah, th- that's some bullshit from the first movie there. I'm not gonna lie, it was kind of hot. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, ah, who's this little lass? <laughs> <laughs> that man is very attractive. <laughs> um, uh, back at Evie's place, Mal compliments Uma for her idea to check Audrey's room. Um, Audrey is watching them through the scepter, and she locks Chad in a closet for being annoying. Don't blame her. Yeah, um, uh, <clears throat> Mal apologizes to Uma for tormenting her, like, back on the aisle, and then... As she's, like, trying to make amends, the castle starts getting boarded up, so Mal tries to use his spell. It's more like, like, an English country home. It's not really a castle. They, they called it a castle. <laughs> I mean, because I, I think they called it a castle to not get it confused with the cottage that Audrey is yeah. currently in, but I would call it a, co- a cottage. Yeah. But it gets boarded up. Mal tries to use a spell, but it doesn't work with just her, so who, her and Uma grab hands. Because Uma has the magical seashell necklace that Ursula had. Yeah, so they do the spell together, and it works, and they're like, hmm... Maybe we are better together, but they don't... Oh, yeah. yeah. Uma hands the ember over to Mal. The boys return with Ben. Um, Carlos, for Jane's birthday... (laughs) (laughs) Wait. (laughs) What are you doing? He's whining. (sighs) Okay. Carlos, for Jane's birthday, 3D printed this necklace, which is shiny and not made of plastic. (laughs) We had to bring up the 3D printers again. 3D printer that Oridon Prep gave everyone. And it says Jarlos, (laughs) as in Jane and Carlos. Tia's and Troy. (laughs) (laughs) What is Kenny Ortega's deal? I thought we left, like, couple names in, like, 2013. If we, even if we didn't, you would never have it on a necklace and wear it. Right? Like, just make it say Jane! Yeah. Jane as in Jane? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, Jane loves it. They're cute and awkward together. We love it. Um, so, J- Jane, Doug, and Gil go to find Gary, <laughs> Fairy Godmother? <laughs> Gary Fodmother? <laughs> oh my god, that'd be a great drag name. 
Gary Fire. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, okay, uh, one thing I love is that Gil is just, like, friends with everyone, like... Yeah, Gil he doesn't has, really care, he's just a, he's just a fun-loving guy. He has all of the himbo energy of Gaston, he's the himbo version of Gaston, like, he's his son, but he has the respect women part of himbo. Yeah. And not just, like... And, like, maybe also kind of gay. <laughs> I don't know, I love it. He definitely it. has chemistry with Jay. Um, I read in the IMDb trivia yeah. that Lonnie didn't come back, just because, like, the actress had scheduling conflicts, but I think Jay and Gil is something that we d- we'll get to it at the end of the movie, but it's definitely <laughs> something that could be explored. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so the rest of the gang arrives at the fairy cottage. Audrey's not there, but they find Chad in a closet. Um, G- Gil, Doug, and Jane find that fairy godmother is turned to stone, so they just sit there. Um, walking out of the cottage, Evie reveals that, uh, oh, Ben is like, oh, like, how did you guys, like, all come together? Because it's, like, both, like, the pirates and, uh, the, the gang. And Evie's like, oh, Mal promised to let all the kids off the aisle. And Mal is like, mm, uh, okay, guys, I lied. Uh, the barrier's gonna be closed for good. Sorry. Yeah, and even now, she hasn't even, like, wavered on her decision or, like, yeah. fought to wait until they finish everything. I mean, like, I get what they're doing. Like, every single movie has sort of an internal conflict of Mal, but, like, I don't... And, like, I guess, like, this sort of had to, like, break things up. But even then, it doesn't, like... It only lasts, like, ten minutes... It doesn't it's, make it's sense. It's really pointless. Like, everyone is mad at her, and she's like, I'm sorry. Evie's like, how could you do this? Like, we were those kids who got through, and now we're just gonna, like, screw everybody else? Like, what do you mean? Yeah, Celia grabs the emerald, because she's like, that means I'm never gonna get the to ember. see my- Oh, yeah, the ember. <laughs> she's like, that means I'm never gonna get to see my dad again. Like, her and her dad have a good relationship, which isn't the same as all kids on the aisle, uh, and throws it in the bird bath, so it's wet and isn't working anymore. Um, Uma and Harry leave, uh, Evie, yeah, Evie's upset that Mal lied to everyone, uh, and then Audrey, from a distance, turns Evie, uh, Jay, Carlos, and Ben to stone. So, Mal sings her little come-to-realization song called Once Upon a Time, um, and she catches up with Uma and Harry to make a plea, but they reject her. Um, and that's when Celia calls out to Mal from Audrey's clutches, they're on top of Oridon Prep, so, Mal turns into a dragon and flies up there. Um, Huma- <laughs> God damn it. Harry and Uma see what's happening, and they go to help her because Celia's in trouble. Um, and Uma, both of Uma's magic and Mal's magic, is able to reignite the ember. And so, there's, like, opposing magic from the scepter and from the ember, very like Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Um, and the scepter breaks and Audrey falls. Mal returns to herself to go get Celia. And Audrey, who sort of, like, went through this transformation, she was dressed in, like, a soft pink and then sort of went to, like, a purplish pink. Uh, but now she's back to herself and dead, maybe? I put question marks, like, I don't know what she is. Well, yeah, they they never say she's, like, dying, but they say she's slipping away. And if she doesn't get help soon, who knows what could happen? Because I yeah. guess dying is too scary for kids. Yeah. Um, the Because the scepter is broken, the spell is... <laughs> oh my god, sorry, my dog's really annoying. Um, the spell is broken on everyone, uh, everyone is in Audrey's room, uh, just while she lays on her bed, slowly dying. Um, only because, as we mentioned before, Mal can't access all of the Ember's powers because she's only half-god, only Hades can use the Ember to bring Audrey back. Um, Ben's beard and fangs are gone. Those yeah. are temporary. Uh, and she's like, so we need Hades to come. Ben's like, oh, Hades would never come. And this is when Mal reveals Hades is her dad to her boyfriend. <laughs> her fiancé. Her fiancé. 
Oh, I also want to point out that in this movie, Mal has purple hair with blue highlights to really uh, nail in the coffin that Hades is her dad. Yeah. Um, uh, so they agree. The guards go to get Hades. Yeah, and with the guards, Uma and Harry return home because they're like, it's our job to protect the aisle. Like, that's our home. We're going to stay there. Um, and Celia, Celia's gonna go and be with her dad. Everyone just forgives Mal. Like I said, like, it was kind of dumb. Yeah. Um, so the next morning, the guards bring Hades to Ordon. Uh, <laughs> he calls them out for helping Audrey instead of banishing her, which, like, good point. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, she does an evil thing. She should have gotten banished. Yeah, so he's in handcuffs and all this stuff, and he has to help her, but, like, he's the evil one. Right. <laughs> yeah, so Hades brings her back to life. With the ember that Mal hands over. Yeah. Um, Hades... Hades and Beast, like, briefly growl at each other. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Audrey apologizes, and they're all just like, it's okay. It's fine. She doesn't get in trouble at all. Yeah. Oh, it's fine that you did that. Whatever. Um, Mal and Bill, uh, Ben apologize to Audrey, and then Grandma joins in, too. She's like, we were too hard on you, and, like, sorry that your life isn't going how you wanted. Everyone apologizes to everyone. Um, on the way out, whenever the guards are taking Hades away, Mal goes out to say goodbye, and Hades gives her the ember. Um, so then we get to Mal and Ben's engagement party. They come out in formal wear. Um, they thank everyone for celebrating their engagement, and then they want Mal to give a speech. So Mal is like, I can't be the queen of Oridon because I can't turn my back on the Isle. So I'm deciding to be the queen of Oridon and the Isle. Yeah, she, she's like, I can't be queen of Oridon because I'm going to be queen of everything. <laughs> and then she makes a speech about how good and bad people can be bad and good. Um, and she's like, oh, and by the way, Hades is my dad. <laughs> well, and she's like, without Uma or Hades, like, Ordon and Audrey, all of this could have been very also, bad. Audrey just fucked everything up for, like, a good 24 hours. <laughs> yeah, but it's fine. Like, see, everyone's got a little bit of everything in them. Yeah, she's like, we're gonna take the barrier down forever. Uh, Adam, which is Ben's dad, says no, but Ben is His like- His name's Adam? Yeah. I just called him Beast. <laughs> yeah. Um, he says no, but Ben's like, I'm king now. So. Yeah, everyone cheers. No one opposes this. Yeah. Even well, though they all booed when the first villain kids came over. Well, the only one who was opposing anything then was Audrey's grandma, and now she's fine. So I yeah, guess it's fine. fine. Fairy Godmother hands Mal her wand to eliminate the barrier, and then they all sing a song called Break This Down. Yeah, um, the bridge comes from the barrier. Everyone is, like, running and singing and celebrating. in the middle and have a big dance number. Everyone in the aisle is excited that the barrier's down and they get to go see what, like, the real world is like. Mal and Hades reunite. Uh, <laughs> Jane is afraid to meet Cruella. I do not blame her. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Gil and Jay are going to take a gap year together. <laughs> yeah, they're like, We're gonna, we should go travel. So they're taking a gap year together. <laughs> I'm just saying, Jay is the only one not dating anyone. I don't think they did that. That was an accident. Mm. Like, there was, like, almost a thing with him and Mulan, or Kenny Mulan's Ortega daughter, knew Ryan was gay. Like, he knows what he's doing. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Harry meets Audrey, and they hit it off. He, once again, hits on Jane, which I love it. <laughs> Jane appreciation. Um, but then meets Audrey, so that's cool. And they're both kind of evil, so I yeah. guess that works out for everyone. Chad just, uh, ran off into the forest and was never heard from again. As he should be. <laughs> um, Hades asks his daughter if he's invited to the wedding, 
Uh, I think mom is still a lizard. We're not really sure. She's never mentioned. Yeah, but Mal and Hades hug, and then Hades gives Ben his approval. I just noticed part of my desk was burnt from a candle. Sorry. Oops. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and do you think um, Maleficent and Hades had to file for legal divorce? I don't think so. I don't think there's legal marriage in the aisle. (laughs) I don't think they have, like documents legal documents <laughs> well if they're taxed by the oridon irs i don't think they're taxed i don't think they have much money i think they they're more of traders <laughs> they barter yes they're barterers <laughs> and stealers <laughs> um at the very end the original gang run across the bridge to the aisle yeah every other time they were like i don't want to go back there i don't want to go back. but now that the bridge is open and everyone's friends with each other they're like let's go this, I just realized now, is like Halloween Town, like with the, the portal between the mortal world and the not mortal world. Halloween Town better. <laughs> yeah, Halloween Town did do it better. And they, also, had, they had Marty. <laughs> also, the other thing I'd like to say that I was thinking about is I wish that there would have been, I know that this is for children, and I guess the moral is like, even if you've done bad things, you can still be good. I wish they would have leaned into the evil more, and I wish some people would have stayed evil. I think it would have been more fun. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what about their parents? Their parents are still evil. Yeah, well, that's what I was thinking. Like, the evil queen and Corella, they're all still Jafar. over there. Jafar. Ursula, running her restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> and now, see, now they are going to be taxed by Ardon, and that's going to be a problem for them that they're not prepared for. <laughs> It's yeah, because like, they don't have enough money. Yeah. Because they could never get good jobs. Yeah. Because <laughs> of the place that they lived, guys. <laughs> but hopefully the tourism from all of the prince and princesses Ooh, maybe they could have a will help the economy. Tourism industry. Yeah. Actually, I think all the prince and princesses are still racist. Um, <laughs> at least <laughs> the kids villains. are going to go over there. Yeah, the kids will go over there uh, because they'll, It'll become, be like study they'll become friends with the little villain kids yeah. and they'll like go back and forth. But I don't think like any of the parents will go. Because of all the times that the villains, like, tried to kill them. Yeah. But the kids are gonna be, they're still gonna think Oridon is, like, the cooler place to be. Like, it's gonna be, like, slumming it when they go to the aisle. It'll be, like, uh, like, the, like, burnout kids will be like, oh, I wish I was born on the aisle. Ugh. I'm just so much I was more like born them. in the wrong place. <laughs> I'm so much more of a VK. <laughs> <laughs> Not an AK. <laughs> an HK. <laughs> H. A hero's kid. Oh. Prince, princess. <laughs> PK. <laughs> so that was Descendants 3. Yeah. Did you have the songs from Descendants 3? I did. There's seven of them. Yeah. I. That's why I was pulling up my notes, because I forgot my phone, but I have them here. Okay. My number seven is Queen of Mean. My number seven is Night Falls, and my number six is Good to be Bad, because I can't tell them apart. Six is my Once Upon a Time. Uh, five is Queen of Mean. Five is Break This Down. Four is Break This Down. Four is Do What You Gotta Do. Uh, three is Once Upon a Time. Three is Good to Be Bad. Two is Do What You Gotta Do. Two is One Kiss. One is One Kiss. <laughs> and one is Night Falls. <laughs> so those are our song ratings. And as we say every time, these are not solidified, but I don't ever plan to listen to the Descendants 3 songs again. So no. even if my opinions would change, they wouldn't, because I'm not going <laughs> to listen again. How did you rate and rank this? 
Um, I gave this a three out of five. I wasn't sure what I was going to give it, but again, I looked at the list and I got, I put it based where I feel like it should go. So I put it at number 59. It is below Mom's Got a Date with a Vampire and above Phineas and Ferb. Yeah, I also put it in according to the list. Like, it was fine. I liked it better than the, than the first one, but mm-hmm. I didn't like it as much as the second one. Yeah. Um, I do love a good, like, enemies come together, but I don't think Audrey was, like, as strong enough as a villain. Yeah, I think they could have done more. Like, her only reason being that, like, Mal took the life that was supposed yeah, to be Yeah, well, like, Mal hers. apologized, and, like, what are you apologizing for? And Like, also- Ben respectfully broke up with you because he fell in love with this other girl, and, like, and- Mal didn't do anything. And in the last movie, she was, like, gone away, like, traveling and stuff, so it doesn't yeah. seem like she was, like, that torn up about it. And even, yeah, and even then, Audrey was still the one who was like, oh, like, your mom tortured my mom. Yeah. <laughs> and Mal was like, I don't fucking care. Yeah. Uh, yeah, anyway, I gave it a three and a half out of five, and I put it at number 40 below Brink and above Teen Beach 2. Yeah. Next week, we have another musical. We have Zombies 2. I do have high hopes, because like I said, it had 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm excited to see it, honestly. I don't know what to expect, because the first one was, like, better than I was expecting, so. Yeah, I I hope that the main character, whose name I forgot, I hope her hair is better. Yeah, <laughs> That's <hopefully>. my main hope. <laughs> so, that's it. I feel like this is really short. Sorry, bye. <laughs> bye.